Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Gonzo Bible Study. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we pray the Lord has been blessing you and your family during this time. With me again today is Pastor Rick Clark, and Good as always, I'm your host, Robert Clark. Uh, let's jump back into part two of what's prayer got to do with it. Talking about prayer and Charles Haddon Spurgeon, that great pastor and preacher and evangelist of many years ago said, God not only has heard but is now hearing prayer and always must hear prayer since he is an immutable being and never changes in his attributes. Now, when you talk about what does immutable mean, that's not necessarily a word we use every day perhaps, but it means not capable of change or susceptible to change or of change. In other words, God is the same, that verse we like to share so many times from the book of Hebrews, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is still the God who set his spirit across the face of the deep in the early verse of Genesis. That's right. And God is still creating. God is still moving, and he has not changed. Uh, we're the ones that seem to want to change God all the time. I uh, want God to bend around what we think he ought to be uh, as we humbly so think. He should be or fit a certain philosophy that we like to address or adorn to ourselves or attach to ourselves, perhaps. But does God hear my prayers? And I think that the unequivocal answer is yes, he does. He does. And how do I build up my faith? How do I operate in my confession, in my declaration, as I bring the word of God into this? We looked at some verses last time. And in fact, let me just read another verse that I had here from the Amplified edition in the, um, the 18th Psalm, verse 6. In my distress, he says, and, and thinking about where we are with this coronavirus and, and, and all the different things, and people are chomping at the bits to get back to some level of normalcy, and many of the authorities are saying, please hold on and exercise caution. And, you know, I was reading a verse earlier today that talked about how I wish I could remember exactly where I was, and I was reading from a different version, a testament I had in the car, making a, an appointment myself today. And, and it said, be subject to the authorities. Be subject to those who are responsible for your well-being. And as believers, we need to lead that march. Uh, many of us say, well, maybe we should be out there protesting for our rights. Well, we need to be with gentleness, the scripture said there, with gentleness and forbearance, with a testimony whereby we, we are subject to those who are over us with authority, and we should be praying for them. Pray for them to exercise their authority in a proper way. You know, yeah. Paul said we pray for the king. And we pray for all those who we are subject underneath. Anyway, that's a little diversion there. But in the midst of all this distress, I'm, I'm brought back to the, what the psalmist said here in Psalm 18, verse 6. In my distress, and the brackets here, when seemingly closed in, I thought that was very apt, since a lot of folks are feeling closed in. And we've had to be indoors a bit, and, and many of us are thinking, oh, can I do it? Can I get by I called upon the Lord. How many of us have done that? How, not out of frustration, not, not using his name in vain. Praise, pray God you do not do that. But how many of us have sought the Lord, mm -hmm. sincerely, genuinely, and cried unto him, my God? 
He heard my voice out of his temple, that heavenly dwelling place, and my cry came before him to his very ears. Now, I like the fact that the psalmist is absolutely convinced here that God hears him. He knows exactly what he's communicating to him. He's talking with him. And that was what we said to start off with last time. Coming to God in prayer literally is coming to God. Yeah. Is yeah, that's it's what we're doing here. You know, here in the, the just in the NLT version of that same yes, verse yes. in Psalm eighteen six is, but in my distress I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. There you go. He heard me from His sanctuary. My cry to Him reached His ears. Yeah, amen. I like that. Yeah, yes, I, I, yes. I, I just like that. It, it's like yes, it's that assurances of yes. As you're listening to me say this, yes. I prayed to God. And it did reach his ears. Yes. And the 34th Psalm, uh, the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous. His ears are open to their cry. Um, the righteous cry in verse 17, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Mm -hmm. the, Lord, the Lord's hearing. The Lord is there. Many, many want to quickly, because it doesn't meet their timeline, Many want to say, well, no, I don't think God's there. Well, there's a lot of things we might think doesn't make it so. Yes. Because you see, remember now, he's the one who is immutable. He's the one who is changeless. God is still the God of all creations. And when that question came up in Job, when that question was posed again by the 6th century prophet, uh, the Lord said, uh, excuse me, do you, do you know what it is to take the sands of the earth in the palm of your hand? <laughs> yeah, do you know what it is to call the stars by name? Uh, we come to a standstill. And the, and the coming of the Lord, in fact, uh, there's going to be such an humbling of modern mankind when that day comes. Because the Bible says, <laughs> every knee will bow, every yep. tongue will confess uh, many of those who had not confessed him and declared uh, him as Lord of their lives, the Bible says they're going to call for the rocks to conceal them, to fall upon them. Well, that's another study for another time. <laughs> no, no, but important that we come to God. Yeah. We, we need to do that. Um, let me, I'll, I'm going to let you turn you loose here. Just a second. <laughs> but I, ha I found another quote here. I found a treasury of some wonderful quotes uh, from some of the greats of Through the Ages. And one goes like this by Martin Luther. Prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance, but laying hold of his willingness. Mm -hmm. Many times we feel like we're, we're trying to overcome a problem with God. Maybe he's hard of hearing. Maybe he doesn't get it. Maybe he doesn't know what it is to live in this world. Oh, dear friend, the Bible says he, he who knew no sin became that for us and died even on the cross. That's right. Rose victor victoriously from the grave. Now there's something none of us have done. Yeah. And he has gone beyond and has become our mediator at the right hand of the Father. Now dear friend, none of us can relate to that other than become his children. And yeah. and and like the like and like the apostles say even yeah. so Lord Jesus come. That's right. Yeah. But coming to God means we've got to get ourselves it's obvious here, just in these few verses, God. the problem's not on God's end. The problem seems to be on our end right. and what kind of condition we come in. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And that takes us to another part. Yeah, no, well, and a, another part in that, well, when we discuss prayer and when we discuss the idea of coming before the Father, right. we we need to get past ourselves and realize what we're truly seeking there. We're seeking there that santi- sanctification. That's right. You know, That's right. When you, you brought up that quote by Martin Luther. Another one of my favorite Martin Luther quotes uh, in regards to prayer is, I have so much to do today, I'm going to spend the next five hours in prayer. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, 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 you know, wow. That's, you know, he, he understood the fact that when it, when it came down to it, no matter how we allow the, the earthly trappings around us to consume our time and everything, right. we need to release it to God so that he can begin the work. Exactly. Both in ourselves and in the situation at hand. Right. So for a few minutes, I want to jump back into the word here and I want to discuss the idea of praying and seeking sanctification and what sanctification actually is good you know the the a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions uh trust me i did a google search last night and you know know, some people misspell the word slightly and get way weird answers don't do it i promise it's awkward Mm -hmm. uh but when you get to the word of god and you start looking into sanctification you know the the act of making holy and holiness, the act of purifying and to restore something, you know. So naturally, the, the association between sanctification then comes to a word that gets used a lot of times, and it gets used in the description of the Bible itself, the Holy Bible, mm-hmm. holiness. So we need to kind of start there with that word. What does holiness mean in regards to me? When, I, when I'm going to prayer, what, what am I actually seeking? When I, when I want God to purify me and restore me, to a state of holiness, what am I actually asking for? And what does it mean to humanity? That's right. So when you actually look at the word holiness and you get into the, the entomology of the word and the actual roots of that, that word, what we find is, is that of course it's steeped back into the Germanic languages like most English words are. But what it gets into is that, that German root word of Heil and, 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 you know, uh, forgive me, I can't, don't speak the ancient tongues to pronounce it correctly, but I can do the closest in modern German. But that, that, that wholeness, the, the, you know, yeah. heilig, you know, you get in, you get into that German and, and you get back. But what holiness is, is a rendering back to a state of original intent. So what does that mean? You know, earlier you talked about God naming the, each star. Yes. And knowing each star by name and that, that those yeah. scripture verses where it talks about God only God, know, right. the God of creation. Yes. Well, when he created mankind, he endued us with a specific nature and purpose. And if we go back to Genesis, what we find is, is that we were originally designed to spend every evening with God. Like we, were, we were designed so that, and, and it says in scripture, he came and he walked with Adam. And they talked and, and they, they discussed nature well as as christians we want to return to that state the pre-fallen man that's that's the pursuit here that's what jesus died for and that's the sanctification we're trying to come under is a restoration of our software back to designer manufacture manufacture so where we're capable of conversing with god father to child Back to back to where we're actually operating in the nature of what humanity was created for, so that that sanctification mm-hmm. 
is literally purifying humanity back to a pre-fall state. Now, the old covenant provided a covering. Right. You know, it provided, if we want to keep the computer analogy going, it provided an antivirus. Okay. So we get a temporary antivirus that is helping us function better. Sure, but it doesn't remove the problem. With the new covenant through Jesus Christ, we have something that is literally the factory reset, and it's removing all the bad things that have come into the world and come into humanity. It's literally through faith in Christ, through his death and resurrection, through that blood that was spilt, we get that sanctification, that purifying. Amen. Because, you know, we, we were restored back to literally how God wants to have communion. We have the capacity to, to rejoin Amen. him the way Amen. Adam did in the garden. That's, that's literally why a lot of the verses were referred to Jesus as the new Adam. And you get into get into some of that, which, right. which we'll get into at another time. But we want to approach it from a place of prayer. So as as I go to prayer, I want to go back into Psalm sixty three, where we had been before, okay. Okay. And, and or excuse me, Psalm sixty five, I believe it was, verse three. Um, you know, and we had already read those first two verses, but I'm just going to recap there. What mighty praise, O Lord, belongs to you in Zion? We will fulfill our vows to you, for you answer our prayers. All of us must come to you. Though we are overwhelmed by our sins, you forgive them all. Amen. So there again, the psalmist already knows that God has that ability to sanctify and restore us That's right. from our sins. That's right. You know, even, even past the point of initial salvation, when people make the declaration... You know, the, the, you know for, for those of us that grew up in VBS, the ABCs, you know, admit, believe, confess. We, we get that initial hurdle over and then we follow in believer's baptism as a public declaration of who we are now as a person that's, in Christ. Right. That is the beginning of the work of sanctification. Yes. So then through, through reading our scripture and through obedience to the spirit and through prayer mm-hmm. we begin to we begin to explore what it means to be sanctified and restored to our holy nature in communion with God we need that constant okay. communion okay. we need that constant communication because at the end of the day there is no other source but the source mm-hmm. for that holiness you know there there's no other place we can find it you know, I want to get into another Charles Spurgeon uh, quote here. Well, podcast brought to you by Charles Spurgeon. Um, we, we'll, I want to read this. Is Some Christians overlook the blessing of sanctification. And yet, to a thoroughly renewed heart, this is the one sweetest gift of the covenant. If we could be saved from wrath and yet remain unregenerated, impertinent sinners... We should not be saved as we desire, for we mainly and chiefly pant to be saved from sin and led in the way of holiness. Amen. Amen. That's what. That's where God wants us to be. That's right. Because that's how we were created to be. That's right. And so, and let me say this, I believe when I was, I was drawn to that verse, maybe some of you know that well, over there when Paul wrote to Titus. Mm-hmm. And to me, he authenticates this process. I like the wording because it's it's a bit different than a lot of the other language of salvation, but it takes it to me 
in a very good summary statement. And in, in, uh, in Titus 3, beginning with verse 4, he says, But when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared, mm-hmm. it's an act of love. Mm-hmm. It, you know, for God so loved the world, John said, that's exactly right. Yeah. He saved us, not on a basis of deeds which we have done yep. in righteousness, but according to his mercy. By the washing of regeneration yep. and renewing by the Holy Spirit. That's right. I believe that's a good description of that yeah. process. It's a process of love. You mentioned it as a gift. Well, when you give a gift, you give it out of love. That's exactly right. You don't give a gift begrudgingly. You give a gift out of love and kindness and, and desire for good. And it says, whom he poured out upon us that's right. richly. Yep. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of life eternal. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a power, that's a preaching statement right there. Yeah. That, that little, those few verses there are power. That's a power punch right there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is him, the process of him bringing us back to where he wants us mm-hmm. to be. And, of course, that's a deep subject, this thing of Mm -hmm. sanctification. And perhaps we're going to have to go deeper there. But when we talk about prayer, it it has to be something that's changing us. Mm -hmm. That's why those who were people of prayer talked about the time. Yeah. You know, they brought that. A lot of people said, well, you know, some of these guys were just braggadociously (laughs) talking about how, how, you know, devout they were. No, 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 not at all. Let me tell you something. It's a sacrifice. And it's a labor of love uh, to spend time in prayer. Most of us have so much of the world in our ears, we can, we hardly can hear God. That's right. You know, when you think about yeah. it. And, and, no, and no, so we're... sanctification is really a foreign word to us, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, and, and the idea, you know, humanity especially, and especially, you know, we'll, we'll admit it, especially us men, have problems think with the idea that, it is, that we're, not alre- we're not already there. That right. the work is completed, right. but then we need to be reminded about what it says in Philippians 1.6. Uh-huh. And I am certain that God, who began a good work within you, will continue his work until the, it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. It's a process that's going to be going on right to the coming of the Lord. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's it's right. a continual thing. It is, a, it is something yeah. that we are striving towards. It's something that we are working towards. I, I know... Uh, on Sunday, you you got into that that passage there in uh, in First Peter, two, yeah, yeah. and you were talking about the holy priesthood. But I, I like how beginning there in First Peter two two, he talks about like newborn babies, you should crave, thirst for, earnestly desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk that by it you may be nurtured and grow into salvation. You know, it's it's that pure spiritual milk that we're going after there when we go. pray. That's right. You know, we when we when we come to God in prayer, we have we have the 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 knowledge of what Scripture provides. But when we're actually seeking God, it's that same way a babe comes to it comes to its mother. It wants to be it wants to be nursed. It wants to feel the warmth and uh, of the bosom. It wants to be pressed. That's right. It wants to be nurtured directly from the source. Amen. That's right. And the same way, when we go in prayer to God, 
that's what we're seeking. We're seeking that sanctification. We're seeking that oneness with the Creator, mm-hmm. where He provides it to us directly. We're wanting that. We're wanting that direct source sanctification, and we need to be continuously pursuing it. Amen. And you know, that that fourth verse in the psalm you read a while ago, because mm-hmm. uh, I kept reading there just for a second, yeah, of course, I realized of course. you had stopped, but it said, and blessed is the one whom he has chosen to bring near mm-hmm. even into his courts. You see? Yeah. That, so you just mentioned that, and I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Course. And we're blessed to be there. God wants us to be blessed right. in that because he's bringing us nearer to himself. What's prayer got to do with this? Yeah. Um, I, you know, let, let me just read this from Andrew Murray, the great, great writer about prayer. Each time before you intercede, Murray said, mm-hmm. be quiet first and worship God in his glory. Think of what he can do and how he delights to hear the prayers of his children. Think of your place and privilege in Christ and expect great things praise god amen that's that's awesome thank you for joining us again on the gonzo bible study i'm robert clark again this is pastor rick clark Great to be with you we look forward to being with you again for the next part and what's prayer got to do with it our continued journey and discussion into the importance of prayer in the christian life we hope you're enjoying the content here at gonzo bible study please like and subscribe to our videos but share it with a friend Yes. Share yes. it with all your colleagues at work. Share it with somebody in your family that needs to hear a good word about prayer, about sanctification, and about what we're pursuing in holiness. And bef- until we see you next time, make sure to read the word and ride the ride. ride. God bless. <laughs> and for those of you wanting to join us and partner with us in ministry, please go to the thegonzobiblestudy.com and click on the Sow a Seed button and read there about our mission in giving and re-sowing seeds, but also how you can bless this ministry and keep the production of the podcasts and videos alive. There again, we, we ask that the Lord is blessing you and we hope that this is being of ministry to you. Make sure to read the word and ride the ride.